0: Oh yeah, we're back! It's Christmas, and we're back here ready to roll. Welcome to UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Joe has the day off, uh, probably recovering from all the eggnog that he guzzled. But we are here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the UL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on Twitch.tv/slash and on YouTube follow us on x at BetQL Daily. joining us on a jam-packed show for you today brad spielberger from pff at 10 20 to go over how to bet on the mvp market and then at 11 o'clock eastern time rick camp of four for four and Bet Spurts helps us with post-christmas nba bets and then at 11:20 eastern time kelly ford of the lines.com tells us what to expect for the new year's six bowls including the college football playoff semifinals aaron this is our first chance to talk talk about our lives post-Christmas. How was your holiday?
1: It was good. I was gonna do a little spoiler alert. Joe is not here because he's too busy vomiting because he heard I have the lions in my power rankings coming up later in the show. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's really (laughs) going on.
0: Yeah, right? It's a shame he's not
1: here to hear it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yes. But but I'm here wearing apparently lion's blue to uh, enjoy the festivities. Uh, you know, that that that's for darn sure. You know, it's funny because uh, I was in Louisiana seeing family and old childhood friends uh, over the weekend. Uh, you know, enjoying the festive spirit and the occasions, all that good stuff. The airline for which I chose to fly... Uh, if you will recall mm. last year, there was a bit of a snafu uh, involving one airline and people not getting home on time around Christmas, all of that stuff. And when I started to see delays yesterday, I was having like war flashbacks that this could happen to me and then this would be a complete disaster. And so the fact that I was able to get back on terra firma in Los Angeles last night, I'm very grateful for that, that uh, uh. you know we didn't have history uh repeating itself I, but but you, you know i how that saw is. a
1: story about um another airline with a, a minor traveling and they didn't keep mm-hmm. track of them and the kid went to uh the wrong city so that, right <laughs> that's always scary if you're a parent like, i know okay, right hey, like how would that work that again uh...
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, how
1: do you how do you make that mix up? Like, you have a kid, you have one job. Make sure this kid is safe and gets to the right destination, but still you fumble <laughs> this and get him on the wrong flight. Like, it takes a lot to mess that
0: up. I would love to see the results of this internal investigation to see how this went down cuz what is it? Like, it, the, the kid was supposed to go to Florida. And so it was the yeah. right state, but the wrong city. Like and so someone...
1: Orlando and Fort Myers—I don't remember which cities were involved, but yeah, yeah, like I
0: that. think that's it. Like, or Fort Mar- Fort Lauderdale, whatever it is. But yeah, it's like yeah. The same, right state, wrong city. And so it's possible that, you know, some agent like took a quick glance at the ticket and thought uh, the kid was going on the right flight or whatever. Uh, And this entire investigation that, you know, is going to take a really long time. So they hope it kind of gets buried, uh, you know, underneath all the PR, uh, you know, panic campaigns, I guess. Uh, But still, though, like, how frightening is that to have this happen around Christmas? And and, yeah, I don't know.
1: But shame on the parents also. Like, that airline. I almost want to call them out by name. They've had, they're notorious for having all kinds of issues, so. Yeah, that they yeah, are. You get what that you pay are. for, people.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Like, if the ticket's <laughs> a little cheaper, there's probably a reason why. <laughs> Just like the chance your kid's person.
1: getting lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is why the filet fish is oh so cheap, because it's made from oh! cat food. Oh! But if you're wow. going with the really cheap airline, there's probably a reason why it only costs 29 bucks to go across the country, uh, because it may not be reliable in terms of getting from point A to point B. That's how this works. It's economics. May- it's part
1: of it. Maybe my New Year's resolution is to swear off the uh, filet of fish I was tempted going through the drive-thru recently, and I passed. I'm very proud of Good. myself.
0: I'm glad I've had that positive effect on you. I feel great. I I feel great now. If I may borrow a line from one Jake Asan, who's filling in for Paul, and I understand Jake is also filling in for Jake in terms of all of his other responsibilities, it is serial killer behavior to get back from a trip and immediately unpack your suitcase or suitcases back to where all of your belongings go. You're supposed to be looking at your luggage for at least a little while Uh, before everything is unpacked uh, back to where it's supposed to be so so there is that and so when we're talking about uh, looking ahead to week 17 let's slowly unpack our luggage from week 16 figure out what kind of bets we need to be making going forward in terms of futures uh, next game coming up and things like that and why don't we start with the bills shall we because on the one hand I'm seeing minus 1,000 for the Bills to make the playoffs. So that feels pretty good after all of the disasters that they've had to uh, deal with. At least it looks Mm -hmm. like they are going to get into the tournament. Uh, But on the other hand, they're plus 275 on BetMGM to win the AFC East, largely because the Dolphins beat the Cowboys. And so my question to you, Aaron, is are there ways to tail or fade the Bills going forward with just two games remaining against New England and then Miami?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the Bills are red hot and they are dangerous right now. And a big reason why is Josh Allen. So now with this matchup against the Patriots, you got a division matchup. This is a lot of points. Even if you look at this one game, the Patriots rank 11th in defensive uh, DVOA versus the Bills who rank 12th. I don't have a strong opinion on this individual matchup coming up, but I'm tempted to, uh, take the points <laughs> with the pats in this one uh but really this is a bills team that i wouldn't be surprised if they win their final games of the season and maybe josh allen his odds shorten even more for mvp but the turnovers yes. the turnovers mm-hmm. still scare me mightily with Josh
0: as they should, as they absolutely should. And we will certainly uh, discuss MVP and uh, other individual awards markets a little later on in the show. But when we're talking about the bills, like does this defense not concern you still like with all of the injuries that they've had to endure and the fact that they're still giving up a ton of yards, ton of points, all that stuff. And the fact that in the last game on Saturday against the Chargers, they got no pressure on Easton stick in the first half. Absolutely none. Offense had to see a lot less cover four from a bad chargers best pass defense and a lot more of everything else. And so I have some concerns as far as like Josh Allen being able to adjust, especially to a team he's seen before. So that might be a concern in terms of week 18. As far as this defense is concerned, uh, what we saw from Saturday night, if you were fortunate enough to even watch the game, which I'll get into in a minute, uh, but <laughs> you know, with the injuries, you know, still being a problem, the fact that they are not pressuring the quarterback, the fact that, you know, they're still giving up big plays, explosives and medium plays and all of that stuff. I go, yeah, Josh Allen, phenomenal, no doubt about it. But I feel like he's been phenomenal all season long. And the problem though is everything else around him has to take a step forward. And I just worry that yes, the quarterback position is the most important. But that infrastructure around him needs to be sound. And I just have questions.
1: Also, the biggest question is, I felt like we got a scare from the Bills against the Chargers. I think we were, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, what are we going to get after they fire Staley and the GM? Like, what's going to happen? But still, then the Bills and Josh Allen, to me, scared me. And I was like, "Uh Mm uh-oh, are we getting the old Bills again that we saw in the beginning of the season? Like, this isn't good. You only beat a Chargers team by two points? (laughs) <laughs> that i mean i i'm still confident that this can be a dangerous buffalo team but mm-hmm. it still worries me that this was the chargers and you probably should have won by margin
0: yes uh completely agree with that uh by the way i was at a restaurant and a bar saturday night neither of which were able uh-huh. to play the game and so maybe i'm going a little bit off yeah. highlights and data as far as this one is concerned uh but yes such is the life of uh you know, streaming games. It's uh, most unfortunate that uh, at least I wasn't able to watch it easily. So that's too bad. Uh, But yes, I I completely agree with you. Like, I think one of the reasons why the bills will still be dangerous is because there are so few quarterbacks in the AFC who you really trust right now. Like, we still trust, I think, Pat Mahomes just because he is the GOAT, Yes, the infrastructure around him certainly has a lot of questions, if we're being honest, Uh, but we still trust Mahomes, right? And that connection with Andy Reid is still very important. Josh Allen, we still trust him. Lamar Jackson, we trust him. That might be it. I mean, that's a pretty short list in the AFC. So if we're only talking about three quarterbacks. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Lamar, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Is that it? Yeah.
1: Trevor Lawrence has fallen off a cliff. it's tough. Like if the Bills played the Chiefs in the playoffs, like I still think the whole Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes thing is real. Like that, they could be a dangerous team. But the Chiefs have really fallen off. Like you'll have to stay tuned for our power rankings to see where I have <laughs> Kansas City later in the show. But yeah, I, I, it's if not you good have for Kansas this Kansas City. C- exactly. That's- Tease. It's a tease, if you will. But yeah, I mean, this is not good, what's happening with them. And I I keep saying it like, oh, are they going to turn things around? I don't know. I don't know if they can. Maybe one game or two in the playoffs. But I don't have a lot of confidence in the Chiefs anymore.
0: Yeah, let's, let's go to them now, because that loss to the Raiders uh, was you know, damning in its own right. But I think also, too, the yeah. fact that the Chiefs still have a really effective pass defense. I mean, it's been fantastic all season long. And in some ways, it's carried them to the record that they have. They are going to win the AFC West. In all likelihood, they're going to get the three seed. So in terms of how much trust we can have in the Chiefs, I wonder how much of this is just context, right? Like, is this just going to be a year where some random AFC team, like, oh, I don't know the Browns or the, you know, the bills with a paltry record uh, somehow make it out of there. Uh, Or is it something where maybe there is enough time to establish some kind of rapport with at least one or two wide receivers? Like obviously Travis Kelsey, that's still great, but defenses can just double team him, and that's it. Like, That's it. Nothing more you can do about that. But if Mahomes can develop a rapport with like a Rasheed Rice, who is a rookie or say MVS can like take care of the drops problem or whatever it is, then I don't know if it just fixes everything right away because there may be some offensive line issues and woes there. But again, when we're talking about context, the AFC is really banged up. And I wonder if even like an 80%, 90% chiefs attack can still be enough.
1: And that's the question, like, is this Chiefs team talented enough to clean things up with very little time remaining in the regular season to fix this stuff before the playoffs? I mean, the the turnovers, the drop passes, the mental <laughs> miscues, the penalties. It, can they is is this Chiefs team good enough to flip a switch? And maybe they're just like, oh, whatever. Come playoff time, we'll be fine. I don't know because we haven't really seen them turn it around thus far, right? Like, where has the proof been? Like, oh yeah, we can flip a switch. We just did it against this team and you know, the Raiders don't have much to play for. We didn't really care about that game. We'll see you in the playoffs. Like, I don't think this Chiefs team is that
0: good. (laughs) Every season creates its own challenges, its own problems, dilemmas that you have to overcome, all of that stuff. Just because you're trying to put together a dynasty doesn't necessarily mean that everything that worked last year can work the following season. Like, you have your own new issues, and clearly the Chiefs have several of them. They were able to overcome them last year, and that's fine, but just read the body language. Read the you know, the the vocal displeasure that Pat Mahomes is inflicting on everybody. At some point, this has to matter. And you look at the numbers that Mahomes is putting up, like they're still good, but they're not Mahomesian, you know? Like, it's not the best stuff that we're seeing. The data doesn't exactly reflect this elite offense that we've come to know and expect. And so in that regard, uh, there absolutely should be questions going forward. So definitely, that will be one to keep an eye on. Something else, too, uh, before we go to break here, uh, Brown smoke Texans 36-22. to 22. We will talk about Joe Flacco's chances of winning comeback player of the year a little later on Uh-oh. in the program. But I want to talk about the AFC South. No harm, no foul. Everybody lost, right? Jaguars, Texans, Colts. What are we supposed to do with this division now?
1: I don't know. Because Trevor Lawrence now is dealing with a sprained AC joint. That Mm -hmm. is not good. Like... Can he even play this week? What are they gonna do? I, I mean, he's doubtful, but he—it said he was doubtful to practice uh, today. So I don't really know how quickly or realistic that is that he can be out there. But I would be very concerned. Uh, maybe Panthers money line. We can get into wow. it.
0: Whoa, <laughs> that's that's just a mic drop that's right going there. Going really just, far. Just pick it up yeah. out off the stand and then just drop it for everybody because. You're taking Carolina yeah. Panthers. Hey, you know what? It's <laughs> fair. Yeah, right. Yeah, why not? Happy New Year, everybody. This is Beck UL Daily presented <laughs> by BetMGM. Coming up next, we continue our recap of the weekend's action and dive into what we saw on Monday Night Football right here on the Beck UL Network.